Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode 33 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Thank you for being here today. I know I say that every episode, but I mean it. So thank you for joining me. Um, Before I get into what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, I want to do a little shout out to the Mugwort Patreon subscribers for the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast. If you don't know, I recently, last month, launched a Patreon. I guess you would say it's a relaunch because I had it for a couple of months last year, but it was just a little bit too much of the time to keep up with. But I have relaunched it and I'm putting out really great content. And for those who subscribe to the Mugwort tier, which is the highest tier, um, they also get some shout outs on the podcast. And I really want to take a moment to thank these individuals because, you know, I I do all of this and the content I put out for for free, really. And so Patreon is a way for people to show their support and get a little bit of something in return. So I just want to say thank you to Alex, Alyssa, Amanda, to Bud, Carmen, Carrie Ann, Jen, Devin, Edie, Elizabeth, Felice, Heather, Hope, Jane, Laura Jane, Lilani, Lydia, Sarah M, Sarah D, Stephanie, and Stevie. So I just thank you all so much. And if I did mispronounce your name, reach out to me, tell me, let me know so I can fix that for the next episode. But I wanted to do a quick shout out to all of you at the beginning of this episode. And again, if you are interested in joining, there are multiple tiers starting at $3 and going up to $15. And you can go to patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch to check out some of those tiers. But today I'm really excited because I'm going to touch upon a topic that it may not feel super comfy cozy, but I find it is important. And I understand my last episode was about scammers, <laughs> which isn't comfy cozy as well. But there is something that I've been noticing more and more in our community, and that is a little bit of negativity and um, toxicity in the witchy community that has really come about, I think, the last couple of years, especially through social media. So today I'm going to chat a little bit about that and ways that we can protect ourselves from some of that negativity and ways that you can protect your online space and just protect your space in general. I originally was going to do a whole episode on protection, but the last couple of days, more and more things have popped up, which made me kind of change gears. And I do want to say down the road, um, I have, I was given some really great ideas from Patreon subscribers for episode topics. And so I will be touching upon um, contacting your guides and connecting with deity, your ancestors and spirits. I'll also be talking about uh, being a witchy parent and how to get children involved in your practice in the upcoming episodes. And there are some other topics people have reached out. So if you you know want to give your feedback, go ahead, let me know what topics you're interested in hearing. If you're in the Patreon, there's already a discussion going on about that. So without further ado, I want to share with you what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. 
Now, many of you are going to be surprised when I tell you what currently is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. And I also think some of you may already know what I'm going to say if you've been following my Instagram posts as of late. And that would be crystals and gemstones and stones. (laughs) I've talked about this before, uh, as long as I've been practicing, which has been a long time, of course, there was a gap, you know, for a number of years, I have never been particularly drawn, I mean, in a really big way, like some people, to gemstones and to crystals. I've always had a few that I would use for protection sitting around. I always have my rose quartz and amethyst because those are just my favorite go-tos, your typical crystals. I think whenever somebody thinks of beginner crystals, immediately you think of quartz, rose quartz, amethyst, and maybe a, a black colored stone as well. But I was not one to collect a lot of gemstones, but recently I have been pulled toward them. And a friend of mine, Kaylee, hi Kaylee, um, had said to me the other day, you know, Jenny, maybe that's because you've been working a lot with crystals in your beadwork and doing, you know, the pagan prayer beads that I've been making a lot of recently. It's just been uh, my nice, like, calm down go-to for cozy crafting, as you know, hence two episodes, it's what I talked about two episodes ago. Um, And that may be a reason why, because I'm working with them a lot. I mean, a couple times a week, I'm making these custom bead sets. But I think also, you know, parts of our practice ebb and flow. That's my son yelling in the background, you know, it's, it's, it's real here in the blonde household. Um, There was my son yelling for my husband. But I think that, oh, now I've lost my place a little bit. Oh, you know, parts of your practice ebb and flow over the years. And something that has held true has always been my hearth and home and kitchen witchcraft practice. Because I've always liked cooking. I've always stirred intention into what I'm making in the kitchen. Um, Very much, well, almost all of what I do is very much rooted in grounding, being in the hearth and home, protection, safety, family, um, gardening, etc. And so, you know, with that, I, I did dabble with crystals here and there. When I plant my garden, we always sprinkle some citrine in the soil, you know, stones for protection in the four corners of my home, the four corners of my sacred space, and so forth. Just some basic, some basics. But I've really been called to research more and more about using crystals in my practice. And I do want to say, you know, when when I'm using them and I'm finding them, I, tr- I try, I not try, I do. I look for small businesses um, to support small not creators, but small businesses who have have purchased to sell um, stones and crystals that have been ethically sourced, because that is a big part of what's going on right now in the practice and, and things not being ethically sourced. And so I really try my best to know where things come from and to kind of research <laughs> the person that I'm buying things from. And there's no shame in doing that. So I, I'm telling you what, 
two weeks ago, I was on a crystal buying rampage. Like it kept speaking to me. I would do my journaling in the morning. I'm holding on to my crystals and something just kept nagging at me. Like buy some crystals, buy a couple crystals. So you know what? I did. Um, and I've had some fun doing it. I find now as I'm learning more about crystals and yes, their uses. I mean, I generally had a really good idea of that. I'm finding some more obscure stones that that I feel called to. Um, not necessarily because of the intention or what, you know, they're good when working with, you know, what intention they serve, but because I'm just drawn to them. And I've really been drawn to flower agate. I've really been drawn to pink amethyst, strawberry quartz, um, well, blue calcite, so really pastel, pastel colored ones, which is funny because, you know, yes, spring, spring is almost here. We have Ostara coming up in just a couple of days, um, which I love because things are starting to bloom. And I'm always thinking of pastels when it comes to this time of year. So maybe that's part of the reason that I'm so drawn to those crystals. But typically, you know, I like warmer hues and the oranges and the reds and the deep browns and the autumnal fall hues, but I'm really being called to pastels and reminders of spring. And, you know, maybe it's because this winter has been, I don't want to say it's been rough for me, but, but I'm just done with it. I'm ready for this, for winter to be over. I'm ready for the equinox. I'm ready to dig into spring. I'm ready to get my hands dirty in my garden. And I think that falls into play when it comes to buying some of these stones. Um, oh, I did find that were really beautiful. It's like, it's a tree shaped agate stone that just makes me smile. It just makes me smile so much. So anyway, that, that right now is making me feel comfy and cozy. And I find myself coming into my sacred space in the morning and I sit down on my little stool. It's really a foot, a footstool. That's what I sit on a little ottoman, um, in front of my altar. And I just hold, I hold some of the stones that I recently purchased and they mean so much to me. Oh, but I do want to talk about something before I move on to the main segment. So my go-to, my go-to metaphysical shop and um, the place where I always would buy any crystals in the past was near my old hometown in um, central Pennsylvania. And I would go to this one metaphysical shop all the time. I love their crystals, very reasonably priced. The owner, this German woman, is so amazing, the sweetest woman, um, and just so kind and knowledgeable and I used to visit all the time. Well, their their business has literally exploded, not literally, but it has metaphorically exploded on TikTok. So, you know, TikTok, I have to say, it's been so great for their small business. People are ordering from all over. The other day, they had like 120 or 140 orders to fulfill in one day. And those were online orders, not even the people who drive to come to the store. 
So there was a little part of me for a moment, and I was telling my friend Vanessa about this, there was a part of me who at first was like, oh, no, all these people are in on the secret, on this shop. So when I go and shop anymore, it's probably not just going to be me and one other person. It's going to be crowded because they've exploded on TikTok and everybody knows who they are. Um, and they might not have the same support, you know, they might not have what I'm looking for because so many people are buying. And that was a fleeting thought. Um, in a very selfish thought, I, I know that hindsight and even in the moment I, I recognized, oh, that's a horrible thing. Because as soon as that thought went away, I'm thinking, how amazing for this business. How amazing for the owner that, you know, this little metaphysical shop that I have talked about on social media before that I love, that I've supported now they are just exploding and they're getting so many orders and it's a woman and her daughter and two grandchildren and I'm just so happy for them. So a fleeting thought of, oh no, everybody's going to take, take my favorite crystals, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at the end of the day because the business is doing so, so well and I'm so excited for them. But I just rambled on, of course, that's what I do, about crystals, the crystal shop and my my newfound joy, or I guess the joy that I'm finding in working with them now. And I'm exploring and talking to some people about how to integrate them into my practice even more. And this is just to say, you know, I know a lot of people come to me for advice. They come to me, uh, especially when it comes to home and hearth and in kitchen and even green witchcraft. And, you know, they ask me my opinion, my advice. And, and I've been at this for a long time, you know, a fair amount of time, but there are parts of my practice that, that are, st I'm still very much a beginner. I'm in those beginning stages. And so I'm seeking out other resources. And so that's just to say that your practice is ever growing, ever evolving, and you're never really an expert in any one area of witchcraft because you're learning and growing every single day. So crystals and astrology, admittedly, those are the two areas in the huge umbrella of the occult and witchcraft, two areas that I am not as well versed in. And I'm excited to reach out and talk to others about it. So gemstones, crystals, researching how I can integrate them into my practice a little bit more. That is what currently is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. All right, and now we're on to the main segment of this week's episode. And what I'm talking about today, again, may not feel the most comfy, cozy topic. However, it's one that I felt called to address, rec address recently, and that is negativity in the witchy community. And, you know, I could go on and on about the scammers. We already know about that. I did a whole podcast episode about the scammers on social media. And I'm sure at this point, you know, that episode was three weeks ago. At this point, I am sure you all have witnessed them, whether you are on Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform, you are seeing these scammers pretending to be your favorite content creators um, to get money. And 
I'm I'm lucky because the accounts that have been reported, thanks to a lot of you, thank you, the fake accounts under my name have all been taken down. So that that has been wonderful. But I keep an eye out. You know, I have people, other people keep an eye out as well in case, you know, that pops up again. So yes, the scammers definitely bring some negativity to to the community. But I want to talk about some other other things that I've been seeing and that I just want to kind of address, just chat about. So I've noticed, you know, that there, there have been more and more people correcting others about their practice um, and judging others on their practice and having this mightier-than-thou, holier-than-thou attitude whenever it comes to other people's practices. And I just want to remind everyone that this is to be a very accepting, non-judgmental community. And I think that's why so many people come to a witchy practice is because they've left other even religions or faiths or paths that they encountered a lot of people who were judgmental. So they came to, they turned to witchcraft or um, paganism or whatever their, you know, their magical belief system because they wouldn't experience that anymore. Um, But I am seeing, I'm seeing that, uh, the judgmental aspect. I'm seeing it on TikTok, of course, you know, my issues with TikTok. I'm seeing it on Instagram where people are just waiting to comment and correct others. Like they're just, it's like they're lurking and waiting. And it's not, I don't even want to say necessarily trolls, but it's somebody who just, I think, wants to raise heck and <laughs> wants some sort of controversy because we know there are people up there who thrive out there who thrive on negativity and they thrive on arguments and um, what am I trying to say? They thrive on er, conflict, conflict. I mean, let me give you, oh, so I'll give you an example quickly. So I had posted, oh, and this was a while back. I had posted about, was it in bulk? It was one of the Sabbaths and what I was cooking. And I mentioned that I was making roast beef and I had a person jump in right away saying, how can you call yourself um, a person who loves all things or who has love in their heart um, when you're eating meat? This was a living animal, yada, yada, yada. So it was a person who, who was vegan. And that's fine if you're vegan, vegetarian, whatever. Like that's, that's your prerogative. Um, but they were jumping all over me, telling me that I shouldn't be eating meat and that it, it does not fit my spiritual self to be eating meat. And, you know, I was silly. I was stupid, I guess, for engaging and basically said, <laughs> the Dalai Lama, you know, eats eats meat. Our ancestors ate meat. Um 
and I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I, I, my spirituality is not changed because I choose to eat meat. It's my choice at the end of the day. So that's one example of someone jumping in to someone else's comments, you know, posting or commenting on posts because they just feel like they have to get that in. Um, there have actually been two people who who are vegan who have done that on posts of mine before, and I've had to just block them because I don't want that negativity. And you know, my vegan friends. I have a lot of vegan friends you know, say that 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 just makes them look bad. That makes vegans in general look bad whenever you have a few people doing this. So there was that, you know, I posted just today, just this morning, actually, I posted my book stack for book stack Sunday. And I did a whole bunch of books that have green spines for St. Patrick's Day. And you know, immediately, not immediately, but throughout the day already, I had a couple comments like, well, I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day because as a pagan, it goes against, you know, pagans driving the snakes, which are the pagans, the druids out of Ireland. Um, You know, people almost trying to give me a history lesson, give their two cents. (laughs) And I like that, that is, that is great. And they were very kind about it and they didn't seem judgmental about it. Like that's one thing. But, you know, I did edit my post. I amended it to say, by the way, I understand not a lot of people celebrate this because it is not a kind celebration to pagans in Ireland. It's very much rooted in Christianity and pushing the pagans out of the country. Um, But I celebrate it honoring my Irish heritage and honoring the traditions in our family. I mean, for the last, uh, since I was a child for 36 years, 37, um, 38 years. Oh my gosh, almost 38. Yes. Every St. Patrick's Day, we would have corned beef, cabbage at my Nana's house, potatoes at my Nana's house, soda bread. We'd go get special soda bread from the market. And that was a tradition. That's what we did. And that's what I celebrate whenever I think of St. Patrick's Day, not the expelling of, of um, pagans from Ireland. So, you know, there are people who immediately they, they thrive on conflict. And so they will troll posts until they can jump in and say something negative. And I have seen that more and more in the witchy community. I've talked to a lot of other witchy friends who it has almost driven them off of social media because there are people who just want a conflict and who I guess really do troll and wait for an opportunity to just jump down and criticize the way someone else practices. And so this is just, I guess, a reminder that this community is to be accepting Witchcraft is such a broad, it is such a broad, or has such a, I guess, a a broad spectrum of belief systems and beliefs. And there there can be religions attached to it and just as a practice and as a craft. And so who are we to judge the way that others approach their practices? We should be encouraging others. I, I don't like when I see... Let's say someone is using, um, wrote, let's say mugwort, just because I have mugwort, the tear in my, in my brain right now, mugwort for attracting love. Okay, typically that's not an herb that you would use <laughs> to attract love. But let's say somebody posts about using it to attract, you know, self-love, love, whatever. 
if, if that's what they resonate with and that's the herb that they are called to use, who are we to judge them and jump in their messages and jump down their throats and say, actually, you should be using rose hips and you should be using lavender and rose. Maybe you could do a little rosemary in there to protect your heart, but who are, who are we to do that? Um, and, and those are the types of things that I'm seeing. I've see, I see it in Facebook groups. I'm only a member now of like three witchy Facebook groups because I was constantly seeing this occur. Arguments break out, people criticizing other people's practices. And that just has to stop. That has to stop. Because can you imagine being a beginner practitioner and the first thing that you post, let's say you're so excited to post about a simmer pot and then somebody comments negatively and says, oh, well, simmer pots are so overdone or oh, that's just a trend. I hope they go away soon. Like how, how horrible is that? And that is happening. And I hope I'm, you know, I'm a person who I think you all know my, by now. I, I don't want a lot of drama. I see the positive. I'm definitely a glass half full kind of woman, 100%. Um, and I don't like to pay attention to negativity, which can be bad at times. You know, I, I don't want to put my blinders completely up. But it's sticking out to me more and more now because I think it's happening more often. And is it just me? Like, seriously, message me, email me. Like, are, do you agree with this? Are you seeing this more? I know that there are witchy creators that have been driven off platforms because of this negativity. And and I just want to urge you all, especially when it comes to some of the beginner witches out there, like, be accepting, be encouraging. They're going to have questions um, if you can answer them or direct them to a book, great. And even if, if you respond by saying, oh, you know, a Google search, you can find the answer in a Google search, that's great as well. But belittling people and jumping into their comments or even DMs, because people have direct messaged me telling me not nice things before. It's, I mean, that's just part of social media. Um, instead of doing that, like take a step back, check yourself, check your ego, Think about when you were first starting, when you were beginning in your practice, how would you like to be encouraged? How would you like others to speak to you? So think about those things before, you know, immediately going on the attack and criticizing somebody for posting a St. Patrick's Day thing and saying they're (laughs) anti-pagan or, you know, posting the herb that maybe isn't the best choice, but they're learning and part of getting better at your practice is practicing and learning and experimenting and trying things out and seeing if it works for you or if it doesn't. So maybe Mogmort works for that person and maybe it won't. So, you know, I just wanted to to talk about that, the judgmental, that that judgmental part of what I'm seeing. Um, I'm also recognizing that there is more, I don't know how to describe this, competition. I see people like, how do I say this? Competing with each other um, when it comes to like witchy businesses and shops. And, you know, I'll just tell an example quickly. 
um, I, I had to, you know, I, a, a while back, a couple months back, I, I blocked and I had done a whole Instagram post about this, not a post, just a story where I said, you know, sometimes you need to block people, people that you got along with at one time, or maybe thought were your friends or you were friendly with because something is not aligning, aligning, and you have every right to block someone just as they have every right to block you. And you don't need to know why, because we all have our boundaries. And, you know, I had to put a boundary up between a person and myself because their negative, very competitive nature was was just interfering with my energy and I didn't like it. Um, and when they would see somebody else create something similar to their product, they would be very judgmental about it and, and discuss its quality. And I don't care for that. I don't like that negativity. Um, we The witchy world is a small world. It is. It's really, it's smaller than you think. Although right now, you know, when you're first joining, you see all of these practitioners and you think it's so big and there's so many out there. Really, especially when it comes to being on social media, it's a small community. And when you're talking bad about another business or another witchy owner, business owner, um, it's going to come back to you. People are going to find out. And the way I see it, because we're such a small community, it's that whole what, rising tides. Like if we uplift each other, now I sound like a motivational speaker as I hear myself, but it's true. If we uplift each other and support other businesses and share and shout them out, you know, on social media, then in turn, we're really helping ourselves out as well. So I guess this is kind of a message for any witchy business owners you know, share, share other businesses. Don't look at other witches as competition. Look at them as your colleagues and to help each other out and shout each other out. And I love whenever I see the Instagram stories and the posts like, oh, 10 witchy businesses I support. When I see a business supporting other businesses, I think it's fan. Fantastic, and I love it. When I see content creators supporting other content creators, it's great, and it's only going to help you and all of those creators in the end. So, so coming back to my topic, you know, the negativity, toxicity, whenever it's about competition, just keep in mind the rising tides. Like we all are working together. It's a small community. Let's lift each other up, and in doing so, we're lifting ourselves up as well. So I just wanted to talk, you know, a little bit about that. And then, you know, you don't want to compare yourself to others. That's a big thing. I've been seeing people struggle. And I don't want to say this is negativity, but I see this struggle with especially uh, beginner practitioners in comparing themselves to other more experienced practitioners. Remember, this is a craft and it is a practice. You need to practice to get better. And you're, there's going to be trial and error. And you're going to start off reading one book, then another book, then more books, and become more and more experienced as you practice. And so when you're starting out, try not to compare yourselves to practitioners who have been in their craft for years and decades. So try not to do that. Don't compare yourself to to anybody else. Just focus on you, focus on your practice, focus on the element of your practice that you want to get better at and try not to compare because that is just, that just leads to a whole bunch of 
negativity and, and things like that. Um, also when it comes to social media, and this is a big one, don't compare yourself to other people's social media. My gosh, my picture this morning, it was beautiful. That was staged. It was staged for which, which, which stack book stack Sunday. It was staged. I don't have my, all my green books sitting together with beads strung over them. You know, it was staged. I didn't get all of those books in one day either. You know, that's accumulating books and cards and resources over years. So don't compare, try not to compare yourself to a lot of even your favorite content creators because things are staged. You aren't always seeing their, their practice. A lot of creators have aesthetically pleasing photos for Instagram, for TikTok. Those spells that you see people do on TikTok, if they're, you know, a true practitioner, they're probably not doing those spells in front of a camera in reality because spell work is something that's kind of private and you do in the privacy of your sacred space, not airing out for everybody to see. So remember, those are set up to get views, to get likes, to get comments, to get clicks, to make money for some of these creators even. Um, so don't compare yourself to those. Gosh, I am. I'm just rambling on and on. I could just, I just go on. You know how I do. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch. You know, the judgmental troll type of people um, with creators leaving platforms, the competition I see among some witchy businesses, and that trying not to compare yourself to others. I think those are some big things. Uh, another thing that I'm seeing a lot in the, in the community over the last, really it's been the last five years or so, um, would be the cultural appropriation and, you know, th- there could be a whole episode about this because there, there are so many practices that are closed practices that people are taking them and closed practices from other cultures. Um, and people are taking them and, and using them in their practice and they're appropriating some of those things. And it's just important to be aware of cultural appropriation and do your due diligence and research when you're trying out something new, research the history, see where a certain practice came from. Um, get in discussions with people, experts in that area, maybe from those cultures that those practices are borrowed or taken from. Talk to them. Um, talk to the experts, I would say, in those areas who are members of that particular um, culture and, and have a good conversation about appropriation across you know, witchcraft. There are just so many things. I don't feel, in all honesty, I don't feel educated enough in that area to yet, yet, because I, I have talked to many practitioners about cultural appropriation, but I still don't feel educated in that area to speak, you know, for 40 minutes about it. I would want to talk to more people and do my research. So I urge you to do that as well. Um, there was something else that just came to my mind as I'm rambling on here that I wanted to touch upon. Oh, something else I'm seeing. Don't, if you're, if you're a more experienced practitioner, and I don't, I'm just saying right now, those who are listening to my podcast, I have amazing <laughs> listeners. I have an amazing following. Like you, all of you are amazing. 
And so I doubt any of this applies to you. I really don't think some of these things apply to you. But I do ask you to kind of reflect a little bit and say, okay, ooh, do I jump in comments when maybe I shouldn't? Or, ooh, am I comparing myself to others? So I just want to say, I, I don't believe this applies to many people. But if it does, you know, just give your, give, give your practice a look. Um, and look, and I was just about to say it again, and I completely lost it. Ah, what was I about to say? Oh, beginner witches. So, you know, I don't like the term baby witch. Infant, I think it infantilizes um, men and women. I just don't, I just don't like that. But I do see a lot of negativity sometimes around beginner witches and people just not being so kind, some more experienced practitioners not being as kind, or some experienced practitioners thinking that they're better than the newer witches because they have so much more experience. And I just want to say there are witches out there who started their practice, I would say, maybe three, three to five years ago, who are more well-versed in every aspect than I am. Someone who, you know, has been practicing for quite some time. And just as I think there are some more experienced practitioners who who have been in the in the in the craft for probably for decades but may not actually know a whole lot about the craft because they practice the same thing over and you know the same spells work for them the same rituals and I think that is great um so at the end of the day like we're we're all in this together we all have varying degrees of experience we all have varying varying degrees of expertise and so why would we treat a beginner witch any differently than we treat a witch who has more experience. Your discussions will look different, sure. The topics, yeah, in which you you speak on and converse about, that, that's going to be different. You might be able to get a little more in depth with some items in your practice with a more experienced witch, but there's no room for judgment there. There should be no judge judgment. We should be looking at each other as equals in this community because again it's a small community that has been attacked for hundreds of years so we're really in this together beginners more experienced practitioners alike okay so now that i've rambled on for like 27 minutes about about negativity okay jenny be positive be positive and i am some ways i want to chat about some ways that you can protect yourself from some of this negativity the first way and this is a big one. If you're seeing some of this on social media, if it's bothering you, if it's reoccurring in a group that you're in on Facebook, log off. Delete that group. Um, unsubscribe yourself from a newsletter. Whatever it is, set up a boundary. You have the power, the opportunity to set your own boundaries. So if scrolling, if logging into Instagram or TikTok, which talk, I guess it's called which talk, you're seeing a lot of negativity and there's drama, which we know there's always drama in TikTok, especially witch talk. If there's drama and it's not vibing with you, log off. Log off and delete the app from your phone. There is no shame in doing that. I have deleted Instagram from my phone for a couple of days because I don't want to log on because I just, I'm overwhelmed. 
not that there's negativity, but I'm overwhelmed, I need a break, I'm burnt out, whatever it is, you have the power to set those boundaries. Log off. (laughs) In Facebook groups, in other groups where there might be some drama, because drama typically has holds that negative energy, disassociate yourself with that group. Unfollow or I forget what it's called. Is it unfollow? I guess it's unfollow. No longer be part of that group. So you don't have to worry about it. Two, like I said, two groups on Facebook this past week, I just could not take some of, not so much the posts, but the comments that came along with some of the posts. And I will say in my comfy cozy Facebook group, Devin, Kaylee, the admins who are in there, have done a fantastic job with trying to keep it a positive, comfy, cozy space. And when someone is commenting out of line, when someone is criticizing someone else's practice, being rude in general, those people are shut down. The comments are deleted um, because we try to keep it a very uplifting, encouraging space. And there's no room for that negativity because you can find it in so many other witchy groups. Um, So again, you have the power to put up those boundaries, to leave those groups, to block those people. Um, Something else you can do, especially because I think a lot of this does come from an online space, is do some protection work when it comes to your computer or your phone, put up wards. Um, Whenever you're using your phone, you could also like draw a sigil on the back of your phone. The the Witch's Almanac, not the Witch's Almanac, the Llewellyn's Witch's Date Book always had, I think at the beginning was it of 2020, they had a whole section on cyber security, but it was really cyber protection, what you can do to protect yourself and your devices from, from negativity like this. So you can absolutely do some sort of ritual or spell with your computer, with your phone to help dispel some of that negativity. Um, So yeah, those are just a couple little things that you can do. But the biggest one, the biggest one, again, in this instance, mundane before the magic, the mundane thing, log off, block, delete. (laughs) Log off, blog, delete. I like that. Um, And then you don't have to worry about seeing that negativity. And then you can log back in whenever you're ready or in a better space. So I hope, I don't know if that was helpful. I guess I kind of vented. There was a little bit of venting here today um, because it is frustrating to see the negativity in the witchy community, in this community that I love so much and so many people that are so wonderful but you're, go- you're going to, to see the negativity and some of the toxic parts of it. And you have to ignore it and, and separate yourself from it. And you definitely do not want to engage with it. Um, so yeah, I hope that that was helpful. And hopefully you aren't seeing it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, the algorithm is hitting poorly for me right now and I'm just seeing more of it. But I have had a lot of people reach out and tell me that there's a lot of negativity in some of the groups and some of the posts that they see. And so I really do believe this is an issue happening right now. Um, But yeah, I hope that that was helpful. 
Now let's switch gears. Let's get into the card of this episode and hope for something nice and warm and cozy and positive. All right, so I have the Witchlings deck here, which you know is one of my favorite decks by Paulina Fay, Paulina Cassidy. And let's go through. Let's pick, let's pick a card. I should have had them out and prepared. I didn't have them ready quite yet. So we'll get those out. Sorry for the noise. So let's go. Let's pick a card, see what Witchling has a message for us. All right. So this episode, it is the transformation. Witchling, I, I pulled this one. I pulled it not too long ago. Self-transformation is the evolving process of life that brings higher consciousness. So let's see who we have. Transformation. Okay, there we have the transformation. By Hollyhock. So this is the Witchling Hollyhock. And she says, transformation is nothing to fear. Self-awareness offers the key. Hollyhock accepts all that she is and all that she's intended to be. I love that. I, I love that they have a little verse at the beginning of each card to pull. And then you have a little bit about the card. And then in this deck, there are three to four spells or rituals that go along with each card, which I love. I love my Witchlings deck. And you know, I love Paulina Faye. Like I love all of her stuff. So magic in and of itself is a transformational process. Um, which I think we already know this, and transformation carves a path in bringing forth new inner vision. Self-transformation occurs through all stages of life because the spirit is ever-changing and always seeking greater wisdom. Yeah, and that's so true, the self-transformation. We are ever-evolving, especially in our spirituality. It creates a stream of healthy change for both matter and spirit, bringing new perspective as knowledge is poured into you like light. With transformation comes transcendence, which is a natural, gradual progression that takes place through discipline, insight, and the spirit's will. And then, you know, it goes into some spells. And I love that. I love, you know, that that this offers a pathway toward self-transformation. It just reiterates that transformation occurs all the time. We are constantly evolving and transforming in our everyday life, in our spiritual life, in our magical practice. And I think that this just reminds us that that transformation is okay. And oftentimes much needed. Self-transformation is very much needed. And I've even seen myself go through a transformation since I retired from education a couple of years ago, you know, the, the weight of teaching has been lifted or was lifted. And so I saw almost uh, another mini like spiritual <laughs> awakening. I came back to my practice even more, I think because I had more time and I could focus on more aspects of it. And I think moving like our move to a mountainous area really helped me connect even more and transform myself and, and, you know, step into that self-transformation. Excuse me. So yes, Hollyhock with transformation had that nice little message. Self-transformation is the evolving process of life that brings higher consciousness. So thank you again for joining me before 
we go, however, of course, I want to do a couple of shout outs because a number of you have left some comments and reviews. And I want to thank you for that. So let's start with Laura Tibbetts. Um, Laura said the podcast has allowed you to reopen your inner witch and you like the way that I share my practice. Well, you're welcome for sharing the practices and rambling on and on. I know that many of you like that. And thank you. Thank you, Lori, um, for looking forward to more of the podcast. So we have um, K member 6969 struggling with the craft and felt like you weren't doing things right. Um, and because of things you saw on social media, it became a huge stressor. Oh, see, this is what we're talking about the social media, but you found this podcast and it makes you excited about your craft and there's a renewed joy. And I'm so happy that you have found that. So thank you. And I love like, cause your comment goes very much or is very much aligned with what I talked about today. You've learned to embrace your mess and craft for what it is and not compare yourself to the perfectly curated images on social media, which is so very important. So very important. So thank you. And next up, Mary. Mary, you've been binge listening for comfort. Thank you. And you like how I explain things. Thank you for your kind words. And thank you for binge listening. And um, let's see, enlightened friend, newbie to oldie. So you love this podcast and you think that this is good for newbies who need basics or experienced practitioners and want to find connection and perspective. So thank you for your comments. I do hope that it does appeal to all. And that's why I wanted to start the podcast, you know, oh my gosh, it's been a year and a half ago, (laughs) just to, to reach out and share my experience, share my practice and share my ramblings really with everybody. So thank you for your rates and reviews and your comments. Um, A really great way to support the podcast is to rate and review it, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find this. I think it's on most platforms. You can also support the podcast through the Patreon, patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. And there are four tiers offering a whole bunch of different goodies and ways to connect with me, a private Facebook group for some of the tiers, input on what you want episodes to look like, little gifty giveaways and other really good things. So you can check out Patreon for that information as well. I'm also found at Fit Witch Challenge at Cozy Witch Press as well, which Cozy Witch Press, my um, little witchy publishing house is going through, not changes, but a transformation. Ooh, brought the card back in, a transformation right now. And I can't wait to share some good things with you all very soon. So until next time, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.